Hey guys, this is Tina Recklage, and you're listening to the Grow and Go podcast, the show about growing, challenging, and encouraging each other to dig deeper than the social norms. Let's grow and go together. What's going on, guys? And welcome back to another episode of the Grow and Go podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, shout out to my mom, uh, the one of five people who listen to this podcast. <laughs> Just kidding. But uh, th- shout out to everybody listening. Uh, seriously, if you're tuning in, uh, maybe for the first time, maybe this has been a while since you tuned in. Uh, I'm just thankful that you're here, you're listening, and overall, you're wanting to grow and you're wanting to go uh, together with me and everybody who listens to this. So, uh, you know the format. It's time for Embarrassing Story of the Week. Okay, so this happened um, when I was in fifth grade. Okay, so fifth grade, um, it was, we had to do this thing every year, and maybe your school had to do this too where we had to, we had spirit day. And so it was basically that day where you just dressed up in your school colors. Like, um, you know, like, like for my, for instance, my middle school, uh, which apparently fifth grade was considered middle school back then. Um, (laughs) we had the colors blue and white and maybe sometimes black or gray or whatever, but our main two colors was blue and white. And I remember that year I'm like, man, I want to go all out. Like I really want to like win this so if you won um like you got to be voted for like there was three people that they voted on who had the best like blue and white spirit day outfit and you got to um put all these lunch tables together and walk across like a run show and i wanted so bad to be one of the people who did that and so i i like remember going upstairs to my mom one night i was like mom like i really want to win like i feel like this is something that like, I, I, like, I want to win. Like, I want to be known. Like I, you know, like I want to do this. Like, mom, can you help me out? And so she's like, Tan, I know the perfect thing. (laughs) And so, um, and if you know my mom, that's perfectly her voice, but there was, um, so I picked out some clothes. I picked out some like blue socks, you know, some white shoes, white shirt, blue shorts, whatever. Um, like I put like football, like lines under my eyes of blue and stuff and like wrote our initials on the school and, um, like different things like that. Like I really wanted to go out. I think I even like dyed my hair blue (laughs) to be honest. I don't remember. But one thing I do remember was what my mom's idea was. And so her idea was, um, like right before school, she's like, I'm like, mom, do you have any ideas? She's like, Tan, I have the perfect thing. And so she reaches in her pocket and she pulls out a little jar of blue nail polish. (laughs) And so she puts my hand on the table. She's like, Tana, I'm going to, I'm going to paint your nails and, uh, like, it's going to be awesome. And so I'm like, uh, and of course me being skeptical was like, mom, are you sure? Like, this is okay. Like I'm, I'm a guy who put, you know, is this going to be weird? Like, are people going to look at me weird? Like, am I going to be made fun of? And she's like, Tana, I wouldn't be surprised if you weren't the only guy doing it. I'm, I'm, I'm for sure certain that other guys will be doing it. It's, it's spirit day. And I decided to trust my mom with that. So, um, I, she put nail polish on my hands and I kept my hands in my pocket until I got to school. Uh, and undoubtedly people started to notice people started to look at me and point fingers at me and be like, Oh my gosh, Tanner has nail polish on. Um, I got called really mean names that day. Um, and even at lunch, like I was at the lunch table with my group of friends 
and these girls who were way too popular to talk to me, they even like came up to my table and were like talking to me. They're like, is it true that you have nail polish in your hands? And I was like, yeah. And like they laughed and walked away and it was just so, so embarrassing. And like, obviously I didn't get to do the run show thing. I, I didn't, I wasn't even like a choice for the top three, but man, I was so embarrassed. And like, this like, really hurt and you know people made fun of like it wears you down all day so i remember like getting on the bus driving on the bus home uh getting off the bus going inside and my mom she like is sitting at the table like reading her book or whatever probably jesus calling and she like drops her book down a little bit she like leans her glasses down to her the brim of her nose and was like how was school tan and i was just like mom i hate you and i like screamed and like went and like stormed upstairs like slammed my door and like cried on my bed and like a day's worth of humiliation ended with me just crying and bawling into my pillow and so it was very bad it was very embarrassing and people for sure talked about it um uh to to this day and uh it's one of my favorite stories to tell and it's very embarrassing so (laughs) okay hey guys I want to be just, I was thinking about this. I just want to be a bit more, bit more vulnerable on this podcast and just really share what's been going on in my own heart lately. And this isn't, uh, for people to listen and to feel some sense of sincerity towards me whatsoever, but to share some things I've really been thinking about. Um, I've been really thinking about how selective we are, which is the title of today's uh, episode. But what do I mean by that? And, and what do I mean by that? It's This is something that I've been kind of wrestling with for like the past couple of years. And I kind of just wanted to share my thoughts on this. Okay. So if you're like me, um, I've been saved for six years. It'll be seven years coming up July, which is only a few months, which is pretty cool. Um, but I've noticed that we all have this little Christian bubble. Okay. So in my little bubble of Christian lifestyle, you know, like Christian friends, church, worship, music, books, etc. Like I've noticed that we've almost become very picky. Now, I don't think there's an issue with being selective. I don't. I think we can pick and choose what we want because God gave us free will ultimately. And just like we get to choose and pick where we put our trust in, we also get to pick and choose which books we read, uh, people we hang out with, uh, music we listen to, movies we watch, etc. And one of the few first few questions that people even ask me or us when they find out that we're believers of Jesus is, oh, which denomination are you? Like, which one do you associate yourself with? And I don't think that's a bad thing, but I feel like the issue comes when we start to degrade the intentional value of someone's beliefs or choices they make because they don't align with ours. Like, and and to be honest, I'll be the first one to humbly admit that I've criticized other churches, specifically the Baptist way of living, because it's contrary to what I believe. But, and if you think about it, like maybe even the Baptists or whatever community, they might even be looking at me and be thinking the same thing. Like I could be pointing at them and their, and how they dress up every Sunday. And they could easily be pointing the finger back at me and saying like, oh, he puts holes in his jeans every Sunday. And it's a, it's ultimately like just a never ending cycle. And you honestly, like if you read, if you're listening to this, and you know you're like deciding to check out check out this episode, uh, you honestly may be sitting up in your chair right now. You know you might be pushing your eyebrows together, thinking something like, "Okay, where's Tanner going with this?" And if you think that you're, speci- and he- here's the thing, I'm not in a place to degrade anyone because I feel like I've had this mindset for the past couple of years, maybe even since I've been saved. Um, and this isn't a degrading thing at all. This is something like this whole podcast is the challenge. So if you think that 
maybe the way your specific Bible translation, if you think it's the only way and the only way to read it, and that if the one worship band you listen to is the only band capable of expressing God's glory, you may want to turn this off because I might offend you. And I don't mean to. I think the key to getting to the core of any problem is admitting that we all have that we don't have the solutions. So as a believer, it's easy for me and for us to point and critique other people's way of looking at scripture or how they express worship to God, uh, because we're all wired different. It's we're all, we all look at God differently. And if you think about it, we're all pretty selective by nature. Like we all have this tendency to, you know, be selective on different things. And that's because God has shown some of those tendencies as well. And if you're thinking, wait, no, God has, God loves all of us. He does. But God handpicked David, the last of the brothers to be king. You know, God handpicked Moses, a murderer. God handpicked Noah, a drunkard. God picked Jesus, someone who was perfect, to do an imperfect act on the cross. God was selective when he chose who he chose to be used for his kingdom. But God was not selective on which version Bible app translation we would use or which denomination, in air quotes, is the way. You know, God didn't select which worship band's lyrics were most aligned with his thinking. Because the reality is, is that we all see God from a different perspective and a different view. And some of us can see God as a father figure, maybe one that we didn't have growing up or we didn't see often or we never had. Um, some of us could see God as a supreme leader over everything, someone that we would turn to and someone who we should bow down to because they have all the answers. And the list could go on and on. But the truth is, if we see God as who he is, both a father and a ruler, a friend and a king, there is no wrong or right way to view God as long as we know that we are under him, but covered by his mercy and love. And the reason I wanted to talk about this is because We've become so picky with what we choose to listen to or who we choose to give our time to. And this isn't to say that we have to listen to every pastor's podcast available on the podcast platform, or we have to listen to every worship band, every worship song ever. But when we demean and say that they aren't on the same level as I am, that's when we get picky. And that's when it becomes this like degrading, selfish, nasty kind of mentality That's when we get selective. That's when we choose to look at a pastor's way of expressing God's glory as less than because it doesn't meet our standards. And that's the fault is that we think that everything has to revolve around our standards. But hey, guys, I just want to pause and just remind us of this, that this world is not about us. And I mean this in the nicest way possible. You know, worship bands or artists, they do not revolve around us. Pastors and the sizes of their churches do not revolve around us. You know, Bible versions do not revolve around us. If you receive God's word through the message version of the Bible, awesome. Rejoice that God speaks to you through that version. Seriously, if you get fed off of Toby Mac's new album, hey, listen to it on repeat if you need to. Um, If you listen to Joel Osteen for a small bit of encouragement, go you. Honestly, all of the gifts and the people and worship and books that God has made available for us to listen to, if we know our goal is to worship him and not ourselves, we can have full access to any sort of media that God has given us to freely worship him with. It doesn't matter if maybe we agree or disagree. Like we're all, we all disagree and with, with different people. There's people I can think of that I am friends with that I completely disagree with how they view certain things. But that doesn't mean we have to degrade them and say, that just because you don't meet my stand, my standards, that doesn't mean that you're not worthy, you know, and 
I guess the reason why I wanted to talk about this specifically today is because I've just noticed how negative it becomes or how I've been in regards to discrediting or giving respect to certain pastors, music, books, bands, whatever. Like I found myself just talking negatively about a certain worship band that maybe I don't particularly like their music or maybe I don't like their lyrics and maybe even movies too. Like, like if you know me, like, you know, that I really dislike the movie God's not dead, but if that was used for God's glory, then who am I to say it? it's not for me and that's okay. Like this doesn't have to be about what we like. If, it, if we're making it about a consumerism mindset, then we're just going to be let down because it was never meant to be about us. And instead of choosing to just listen to certain music or listen to certain pastors, like we choose to just write them off and say, you know, this is, this isn't what I like. Like specifically like the band I was mentioning earlier, like I chose to write them off and say their music is, is trash instead of realizing that my opinion of their choice of expression is still good enough for God to say, I'll take this. <laughs> you know, I could listen to a pastor's sermon and discredit it by saying, you know, it was too shallow and fluffy and I didn't get anything out of it. And I could say that even without thinking that the sermon was given for God's glory and not mine, like those messages regardless if it means anything to me is not for me. Like that's just for me to take it and reflect it back to him. And the truth is I don't want to be picky. You know, I don't want to be selective. I don't want to be someone that only thinks that this band or this version of the Bible app is the right way to worship because in all actuality, it all serves a purpose. I don't want to discredit its worth just because it's something that I don't particularly enjoy it still serves a purpose. We're selective by nature. And if we're not careful, our selective nature can turn to who does God love and who does he not? And I know personally, I don't, I don't want to be someone that undermines a person's value just because it isn't what I deem valuable. My stature on what's valuable and usable could completely be contradicting to what God says is valuable and usable. Like I could see something as trash and God could say like, no, that's, that's gold. (laughs) Like I could look at, like I think of a worship bands um, that I listened to their last album, or their lead, latest album. Like I could look at something and say, like, oh, that's a graveyard, but God will say, no, that's a garden. <laughs> you know, like what I look at is necessary or like valuable. God could say, no, that's not like this is. You know, like um, people could even look at our stories too. People could look at my story of being a party guy and then getting saved halfway through high school and say, eh, good for him, but I'm going to continue questioning his salvation because that's kind of a big turnaround that I don't know if I can believe. Guys, what if it's not our job to believe? What if it's not our job to, to keep checking in and making sure that someone is saved or making sure that someone is deemed worthy of being loved by God? It's not our responsibility. What if it isn't our job to say what music is best for God's house and instead let the pure expression of glory take the wheel? And I don't want to be selective, even though, even though I am, we all are by nature. But look at what scripture says about selection in James 2. It reads this, starting in verse 2. Um, for if a man wearing a gold ring and fine clothing comes into your assembly, and a poor man in shabby clothing also comes in, And if you pay attention to the one who wears the fine clothing and say, you sit here in a good place while you say to the poor man, you stand over there or sit down at my feet. Have you not then made distinctions among yourselves 
and become judges with evil thoughts, man, that just like wrecks me because I think like how often am I just choosing who is deemed worthy? How often am I choosing who is valuable in God's eyes instead of looking through God's eyes and seeing that everyone is valuable? Guys, if we're too busy picking and choosing what we deem as necessary, we'll become, like it says in the last verse, judges with evil thoughts. If it's for his glory, then it's for his glory. And even in this podcast, if you don't get much out of it, that's okay. It's not for you. This whole podcast is for his glory. And you could be saying things like, but Tanner, you don't talk much about this or that. That's okay. This is for his glory. Or Tanner, you spend too much time being a real goofball and being funny and letting your embarrassing story kind of take the wheel. That's okay. It's for his glory. This isn't for you if that's the case. And that's okay. Worship music, certain bands, specific songs, they are not, they are not designed to cater us. They are for his glory. Pastors, preachers, speakers, they are not designed for you. They are for his glory. Specific sermons, specific you know, sermon series, they're not designed for us. They're for his glory. And maybe our hearts can shift from it being about what we need or can get from God. Instead, we can just see that all things are meant to glorify him, that are glorified through him. And if it's not about us, because we're selected by nature, then it has to be about God. It's about God and that all these things are for his glory. So we can what we can do instead of just saying like this worship band is good, when this one isn't, or this one doesn't reflect God, but this one does. Like we can just take all of that and just say, it's all of it's for his glory. All of it's for, for his glory, guys. This podcast, a different podcast, you know, different things like that. All of it's for his glory, not just selective ones that we deem as necessary because God looks at it all and says, it's good enough for me. I'll take it. So this week, Let's glorify him by being unselective for the things that God deems as worthy to him. So let's do that. And with that said, let's go back to, or let's move forward with the challenge of the week. Okay. So I did this thing last summer where in the beginning of the week, um, every week on every Monday morning, um, I closed my eyes and I just pictured one person. And I, it was the first person who ever came to my head. It could have been my mom, could have been someone from high school, whoever. And just decided to pray over them every day for a week. And I even took it as far as like writing their name down in my car and putting it on a sticky note. Um, so that way, every time I looked over and saw how fast I was going, I put it like right by the the fast or the, you know, how much I, I was pressing the gas. I, I don't know what that word is called. But anyway, <laughs> but every time I looked over and saw how fast I was going, I would always see their name and I would be like, okay, here here's an opportunity for me to just take one second and just pray for them. Like, I don't, maybe I haven't talked to them in a few months, maybe a few years, maybe a few days. Like I could still pray for someone and not have to be so close to them. So like, and it doesn't even have to be long. Like it could be a short prayer, like in the car, it could be just on the car ride to the gas station, or maybe even put it in your shower, put it so you could pray for a few minutes in your shower. I don't know, but picture just one person, just one person and just pray for them this week. And this could be someone you don't like. This could be someone that maybe you get annoyed with. Maybe someone you love so much, but you don't even have to tell them. Like you don't have to shoot them a text, say, hey, I prayed for you this week. But you can just trust that God hears you and that he hears your prayers for that person. So just one person. It could be a family member, friend, you know, person from high school, someone from middle school, whoever. Just one person. 
And there doesn't have to be a hidden agenda. So just simply handing over this person's stage of life to God, this person that you care about, or, or maybe you're trying to care about, he hears it and loves it. So, hey, guys, be encouraged this week. Smile more. Choose joy. And guys, I'm so excited real quick to just share with you a little bit about season two. So I have a couple more episodes for season one, taking a few week break. And then, um, and so I'll give you notice, but, um, guys, season two is going to be awesome. We're going to be sitting with people every week and just talking about different things. Um, and some of my, some of my closest friends, some people I'm not super close with, um, siblings, different things like that. Um, it's going to be awesome. Season two is going to be seriously, I think it's going to be the peak of this podcast, but I hope you guys um, will be praying for me as we lead those conversations moving forward. And, um, but overall, uh, we got a couple more, so I'll let you know when those are, but Hey, like I said, be encouraged this week, smile more, choose joy. We'll see you guys next time.